Hi fam, welcome to Sweet Truth. Do you dare listen? Today is a blessed day simply because it is a day that the Lord has made. Today I'll be reading from Psalm 22, 1 to 21. And it is a Psalm of David. I love this specific Psalm because David walks us through what he was feeling and what I love about David is that in the sum, he doesn't only stay to the negative things and his feelings and his emotions, but he quickly turns to God. And that is one thing. If there is one thing that I love about David is because he's so quick to change his feelings and emotions and quickly turn back to God. And I am so glad that that's the way I am as well. I might be feeling any kind of way, any type of way, but I don't stay in those feelings. It's important to feel those things. Feel them, acknowledge them, but don't claim them, don't stay in them. And we're about to see how David not only felt this way and not only did he acknowledge that he was feeling this way but that he was so quick to turn around and get back on the path on the road that God has laid before him and turns back his focus to the one that is for him so I love this psalm specifically for that with that being said let us pray father god thank you for this day thank you for bringing us into a new day father god today we choose to not only feel things and acknowledge them but we choose to turn back around and get back on the road that you have laid before us we choose to continue trusting in you father god we choose to believe in you we choose to honor you and praise your name and glorify your name and only trust in your word only your word father god so thank you father god for this day for this week holy spirit intercede for us in this day in this week and guide us and protect us and shield us and cover us father god you're the only one that does this things for us father god and for that father we are saying thank you thank you thank you in jesus name amen and amen so without wasting any time let's get right into it and again that is psalm 22 1 to 21 verse 1 and 2 my god my god why have you left me alone why are you so far from helping me and from the words i cry inside myself Oh my God, I cry during the day, but you do not answer. I cry during the night, but I find no rest. So as you can tell from verses 1 and 2, that David was feeling what we all feel all the time. If not most of the time, we feel lonely. We feel like God is not even helping us. He's not even hearing our cries and we are in this place of defeat and just you know david got at a point where it's like he's complaining and we to get to that point sometimes where it's like god like i'm crying like don't you hear me don't you see this i am crying day and night my god where are you where have 
you're gone why have you left me alone but you'll see that in verse 3 he quickly changes his tone and says yet you are holy so you see what that is right there so he acknowledges how he's feeling and he puts it out there to God because that's what you're supposed to do whatever you're feeling you're supposed to say it out loud say it to God but he quickly turns it around and doesn't stay in that place and says God you are holy though this is four and five go on to proclaim this greatness of God that breeds our fathers trusted in you and you serve them they cried to you and was set free they trusted in you and were not ashamed and so at this point he's reminding God that in the past our ancestors trusted in you and you said them they were set free and were not ashamed of you God and so I love that he not only looked upon what he was feeling but that he was quick to even acknowledge you know our forefathers those who've gone before us and say like wait a minute they trusted God So if they trusted God, I can trust God as well. So if God set them free, he can set me free too. They were not ashamed of God. Therefore, I will not be ashamed of God too. What a blessing when you can look back on the positives of those who've gone before us and how they leaned upon God, how they trusted God. And we just choose because you have to choose. At the end of the day, you have to choose. Feeling down on yourself, feeling happy, feeling sad are all choices when you think about it at the end of the day. So we need to get to a point where we are choosing how to feel, how to face that situation and what are we going to do at the end of the day? Who are we going to lean on at the end of the day? And this is what I love about David because at the end of the day he wasn't leaning on how he was feeling that sadness and whatever you know he was going through his battles he was choosing to lean on God and in God and trusting God what a blessing the 6 through 8 reads but I am a lame and not a man I am put to shame by men and I'm hated by the people All who see me make fun of me they open their mouths and shake their heads and say He trusts in the Lord let the Lord help him let the Lord take him out of his trouble because he is happy in the Lord So then you see again that his tone changes again and he begins looking down on himself and talks about the people who are talking about him like God doesn't know but he does see that's the thing the struggles the haters everything it is seen name it god is there with you he is with you 24/7 so he knows you can still voice it out and tell him in which of course you're supposed to do but he knows what you are going through 
God will fight your battles. And we have that assurance in Psalm 21 in the previous episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, we have the assurance that God will fight our battles and even kill off the whole chain of let me just say the ancestors and even the children of the evil ones so that they don't carry that on see when god ends something it's once and for all. so in order for him to end something you can be at a place of peace in just knowing that i don't have to do anything because he's gonna go before me and fight my battles for me oh glory be to god I won't go into details on that because you would have to um, listen. Like, do you dare listen <laughs> to the previous episode? So you would have to do that to get the full scoop on that. Yeah, but like, we have that assurance from that. And then verses 9 to 21, which I'm about to read in a minute. You see that David then again changes his tone. And begins listing all his struggles and the battles that he was going through. And it reads, But you brought me out when I was born. You made me trust when I drank my mother's milk. I was in your care from birth since my mother gave birth to me. You have been my God. But wait a minute, stopping right there. This is another assurance that God has been with you from day one. He is your day one. If you're looking for a day one, God, Jesus Christ, is your day one. Because Jesus was with you from the beginning, in your mother's womb, when you were born, and ever since till now, till today, till this minute, till this second, he's been with you. Like that's your day one. And so no one knows you like the way God knows you. No one is for you like the way God is for you. Because he's been with you. Not only from heaven when he created you. Before he put you in your mother's womb. But he was with you in the womb as well. He's with you when you are born. He's with you when your mother's caring for you and nursing you. He's with you when you grow as a child. And he's with you till this very second. So he is your day one. And I love that David acknowledges this. And then he goes on to say, Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls have gathered all around me. Strong bulls of Bashan stand around me. They open their mouths wide against me, like a loud, hungry lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like a melted kindle within me. My strength is dried up like a piece of a broken clay pot. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth, and you lay me in the dust of death. For dogs have gathered around me. A group of sinful men stand around me. They have cut through my hands and feet. I can tell how many bones I have. The people look at me with white eyes. They divide my clothes among them by drawing names to see who would get them. But, pay attention to this, but 
You, O oh Lord, be not far from me. All my strength, hurry to help me. Take me away from the sword. Save my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild bulls. You answer me. So, he goes on from not only listening what he was feeling, the struggles and the people that were trying to attack him and harm him and all these sinful things around him going on around him, everything that was going around him. But at the end of the day, his final word is, you answer me. You answer me. See, David understands that even though he was going through these things, he knows that God was with him through it all because God was with him from day one. He's all like, this is my day one. So even though I feel like he's far away from me, even though I feel like he's not answering me, even though I feel like he doesn't see my cries and my struggles and my battles and my feelings and all these emotions... He's with me. He answers me at the end of the day. He is with me. He is not far from me. Jesus is never far from you. He is near. He is your closest friend. Your closest friend. He's closer than a brother, closer than a sister, closer than your parents. Your closest friend. Your day one. And he will forever be your day one. Day one for eternity. And eternity and eternity and eternity. So I for one I'm so glad to know that. And I'm so glad that I can depend on someone who knows me, my day one who's been with me from day one, who sees my struggles, knows everything that I go through, allows me to acknowledge these struggles, this pain this battle you know and yet he's still there with me at the end of the day he is there with me in it and out of it and he answers me so I am so so grateful for that and if you are willing to pray the repentance prayer with me you are willing to turn away from your evil ways and you are willing to want to be with God in eternity, then please repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you pray that prayer, the angels, they dance, they rejoice, they glorify God. I hope you guys have a blessed day today. Be blessed, be encouraged, and be fearless. God loves you so, so much. Hi fam, welcome to Sweet Truth. Do you dare listen? This is part two from the previous segment that is Psalm 22, 
1 to 21. And now for this part 2, I'll be reading from Psalm 22, 22 to 31. And it is the last ending segment to this episode today. And it reads, I will make your name known to my brothers. In the center of the meeting of worship, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, give him praise. All you children of Jacob, honor him. Fear him, all you children of Israel, for he has not turned away from the suffering of the one in pain or trouble. He has not hidden his face from him, but he has heard his cry for help. So stopping right there, 22 to 24. What David is trying to bring to light is that in front of everyone, he will make God's name known. So my question to you all today is, whose name are you making known? Are you worshiping God? Are you praising God in front of your brothers and sisters? Are you taking his name out there? Are you putting God's name out there? Because David says he will. And I'm saying I am mere sweet truth. So that is something for you to think about. And I love that he says, You who fear the Lord, give him praise. And I want to underline the word fear right there because so many people think that when we talk about fear the Lord or the fear of the Lord, they quickly translate it to being afraid. But this fear of the Lord does not mean be afraid of God. How can you be afraid of your father? He's your friend. So in the same way that you are not afraid of your father, but then you respect your father, that is what the fear of the Lord means. That's what fear God means. It's like basically trying to say, have respect for God. Have that respect for God. Respect him enough to worship him. Respect him enough to glorify him and praise him. Respect him enough to put him first because he is a jealous God. Whether you like it or not, he is a jealous God. He says it himself. So having that fear of God is like saying, have that respect of God to place him first in your life. In front of everyone, your brothers, your sisters, the congregation. And then it goes on to say, My praise will be from you in the big meeting of worship. I will keep my promises to him in front of those who fear him. Those who suffer will eat and have enough. Those who look for the Lord will praise him. May your heart live forever. So, those who look for the Lord. Again, it comes down to choices. So, you have to be intentional when it comes to choosing God. Because God wants to be your choice. He wants to be a choice. So, at the end of the day, we choose to do different things in the 24 hours that we have laid before us so within those 24 within those 24 hours whom are you choosing 
See, I go too excited. When I'm too excited, I can't even talk. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get all my points across. And I'm trying to uh, let you guys hear the intensity of this. So again, God is choice. And he is a jealous God. So he sits there and he's watching and he's waiting. Who's going to choose me? Who's going to put me first? And so within this 24 hours that we have laid before us, whom are you putting first? Whom are you choosing? What are you choosing? What are you choosing? You know, it is the people's choice at the end of the day. God has given us that freedom to choose. To choose him. Choose other things. But it is a shame. It is a big shame that you would choose others before him. So that is just something for you to think about. It goes on to say, All the ends of the earth will remember and tend to the Lord. All the families of the nations will worship before him. Yo, this is a proclamation. It is a fact. It has been written that one day all the earth will worship God and all the families will worship God it is a fact so regardless of whether you decide to do it now decide to do it later I hope it's not too late before the Lord comes and you know you're not with us and or part of us and you're out there bending like hell all because you didn't want to acknowledge God in this time, in this age. Like, this is crucial. This is so important. It is so crucial. And I look forward to that day. All knees shall bow. All tongues will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. So whether you like it or not, you cannot stop this. You cannot stop what has been proclaimed, what has been written. And everything in the word of God, the word of God itself has been written. It has been proclaimed. You want to grab onto these premises and just know them for yourself. That's why I emphasize on knowing the word for yourself. I emphasize on reading the word for yourself. I emphasize on spending time with God each and every day because you need to know. We need to know. Ignorance is bliss, so you need to know. You can't stay ignorant forever. You can't be in a place of not knowing what's to come, not knowing what's written in the Word. Because the Word holds the secrets. It holds the answers. You just need to read so you can know. When you read, you know. When you read, you find out. When you read, you get knowledge. You need to get knowledge of the Word. Get knowledge of God. And so you need to get to a place where you can read the word for yourself and know it for yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to translate everything and translate, point out to you what the word is trying to say to you. And he would do that because I've seen him do it with me so many times and I know that he would do that if you just ask him to go before you in the word before you begin reading just a short sentence. It's a small prayer and just say, Holy Spirit, please go before me in this way. Bring to life, bring to light everything that you want me to know, that you want me to see. Because the, the word of God, this Bible right here, holds the secrets 
all the secrets everything that you need to know and so the word of God is very important it is very vital it goes on to say for the holy nation is the Lord's and he rules over the nations right there boom that's like a bomb dropping right on you it's like boom <laughs> I felt it <laughs> I felt it all the nations belong to God he is the keeper of all nations whether you like it or not it's not your country it is not your continent it is not your planet it is not your universe it belongs to God and I had that sentence so much I had the sentence you know of so many people saying oh in the universe this and I believe in the universe that and the universe uh, the universe universe, uh, universe no the universe does not know you the universe does not claim you I don't know why it's hard to like want to claim that the universe is doing things instead of claiming the one who made the universe like you need to look at the one who made the universe and God is the one that owns it so I don't know why people don't want to just acknowledge God they don't want to acknowledge the one that made the universe they don't want to acknowledge the one who made the planets and you've made these things into idols anything that is worshipping anything else and claiming something else is an idol so so many people are out here idol worshipping instead of worshipping the one who made those like isn't it dumb for you to worship an object or something instead of going to the one who made it it's like you make something and then you have so many people giving glory to the thing that you made and acknowledging the thing that you made like it made itself when the reality is you're the one that made it how would that feel if you made something and all the acknowledgement all the thanks all the praises went to that thing and you are just out there not being acknowledged for what you made like it's dumb and i don't get it so so many people have made these items the earth the universe the planets the trees the sun the river the waters and you've made these beautiful beautiful creations of god into idols by worshiping them and leaning upon them and claiming them instead of worshiping and leaning upon the one that made them like you should worship the creator not the creations and this does it's like so many people are worshiping creations instead of worshiping the creator you're acknowledging creations instead of acknowledging the creator you need to acknowledge the creator don't acknowledge the creation itself you have to be careful be careful and make sure that you are acknowledging and worshiping and obeying the creator not the creation itself because whether you like it or not the creation doesn't claim you the sun doesn't claim you the universe does not claim you the stars don't claim you the rivers whatever you name it 
they don't claim you they know who met them they know who their father is they know who their creator is so if the stars the trees the sun the river the universe earth whatever worships god and they know who their creator is how dumb do you look in front of god and in front of them if they could talk they would stop you right there they would be like wait a minute why are you worshiping me you know why are you claiming me why why are you giving me praises you're supposed to be giving that to the one that made both of us because both you and the creations were both created by God so how dumb does it look to want to lean on idols and like give praises to idols when at the end of the day both of you were made at the end of the day both of you were made by one creator there is only one creator in so many creations so you need to get back on the right path you need to get back on the road that points to God and nothing else before it's too late the word goes on to say all the proud ones of the earth will eat and worship all who go down in the dust will fall to their knees before him Like I was saying, all oh, this is going to happen. Even he who cannot keep his soul alive. Future children will serve him. They will tell of the Lord to their children. Amen. And they will come and tell about his saving power to a people yet to be born. For he has done it. He has done it. He has done it. A glory and praises to God. I am so happy. I want my future generation generations 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 to come my children and their 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 children and on 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 i want them to save god i want them to save jesus christ i want them to tell of the lord to their children and 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 their children to tell them about the saving power of Jesus Christ so they can tell it to the people yet to be born they can tell it to the people yet to come that Jesus Christ has done it all And that is one of my main reasons for even making this podcast channel and putting it out there to ensure that even though one day I won't be here but I want my voice to stay forever I want my voice to comfort and lead the way to the future generations to come and I would want all future ge- generations before me in my line i want them to know that there is no truth other than jesus christ jesus christ is the only truth the only way the only life he is your day one he's been with you way before your beginning way before the beginning of time your day one our day one I want them to only 
lean and depend on God. I want them to only trust God and have so much faith that they are able to turn back to God even though they are going through struggles, even though they may face difficulties and battles. I want them to know that there is someone with them in that difficulty, in that battle. And it is their closest friend, their savior, Jesus Christ. And that he will always be with them and for them and there for them. And he will fight their battles. And at the end of the day, the only thing they need to understand and know is that they have won. And it's not over until God says it's over. And that they have won each and every battle. Because he who lives in them, Jesus Christ, has overcome the entire universe, the entire world to the highest of highest. He has overcome and he holds them in his hands and he is for them. He is for them. He is for them. Their day one, their closest friend, their best friend. And so I would love that so much and I love that the word has been written and because it has been written it can be erased it can be erased by the devil it can be erased by those who hate God it can be erased by nobody because whether you like it or not the word is the word and the word comes to pass it's just something that's gonna happen and I am so glad and it's something that happens each and every day see the word is the future and the future is now the future is tomorrow And so we need to teach our children, we need to teach our loved ones in the way that they should go in God so they will never depart from it. And that they will live, I decree and declare that they will live, future generations, the future children, the future will live to declare and talk about the wonders of God and the victories and the glory. And they will live to tell of the wonderful things God has done through their lives and even in the lives of their ancestors which will be us and them just knowing that God did it for my great 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 grandmother grandfather he can do it for me he did it for them they face the same things we are facing right now if not worse They went through the same things we are going through right now, if not worse. But they didn't turn away from God. They didn't turn away from God. My great-grandfather was a preacher. All the things that they had to go through, at the end of the day, they didn't turn away from God. They knew the importance of clinging to God, holding on to God, and staying on the road that God has for us so that me... In the generation before me, in the generation before me, in the generation before me, can know that God has done it before. He's done it for them. He can do it for me. He helped them before he can help me now. He never left them, therefore he will never leave me. He answered their prayers, therefore he will answer them for me. Whatever he did for them, all the blessings I receive, I receive it for me, I receive it for my future children I receive it for the future generation and the generation and the generation and the generation and the generation to come forever and ever and ever until eternity comes when Jesus comes and we are all united under one God 
in eternity forever with Jesus Christ. I declare all this. So with that being said, I hope you all have been encouraged by this segment, this ending segment. And you'll be blessed, be encouraged, and be fearless. Know who's got your back. Know who's got you. And remember that Jesus loves you.